Happy Monday, everybody. Sherm here, the crazy Asian. Hope you're having a fantastic now, the moment that you listen to this. Um, if you're familiar with Sherm's speaking series, Monday's leadership, Tuesday's career progression, Wednesday's motivation, Thursday's social media, Friday, we finish off with personal development. And one of the fun things that I've been doing recently is having the business AMA, uh, business ask me anything, and got a lot of great questions that came through. And one of the couple questions theme-wise came through was, well, you know, as being a leader, what's it like dealing with creatives or, you know, and it almost had this tone of like one um, particular personality is better than the others, which when it comes down to it as a leader, you don't get a pick who you are sitting across from. Yes, through the interview process, can you identify people that have specific skill sets? Maybe they're a little more analytical, maybe they're more detail-oriented, maybe they're more creative. However, there's a multitude, a range of different personalities and strengths and weaknesses. And so when it comes down to uh, dealing with personalities, number one is that there's no best personality. Um, you want to be able to, um, so one of the attitudes is what if you had a, you know, a team full of creatives, is that like the best, best option? And the answer to that is no, the lack of variety in people's personalities will allow you to not be able to see things. So for example, if there's a bunch of creatives and not a lot of doers, then you, then things don't actually get done. Um, it reminds me of when you work on a movie, you can't have everyone that's, um, um, invested and well, not invested. You don't in in a movie. You can't have one. You can't have multiple directors. You can't have m multiple per perspectives or angles on one movie. You need to have one director. So when that ultimately is calling the shots on, um, <laughs> that, that's literal calling the shots. And so um, you'll find the same thing with um, other processes in business and in work where there needs to be one person calling those shots. And so, um, for example, I think about Walt Disney when they did Steamboat Willie and when they created uh, Walt uh, Mickey Mouse, um, there was just came from the brain of Walt Disney. And so it became necessary for them to be able to then duplicate that illustration. Um, if they were all like focused on being creative and they all wanted to have their own person, then no one's going to be doing all the other illustrations in order to make that um, animation movie work and that's really what it comes down to is each personality is going to add a different flavor um, to your overall team and so you want to be able to identify what are the gaps in your team and by knowing different personalities it's going to help you be able to engage with them and helping the team engage with each other and that can be extremely powerful in helping you execute on the uh, specific projects and tax, tasks that are ahead of you. And so as a leader, you really become more like a conductor in an orchestra. Um, in an orchestra, there is no best instrument. Even if there's just a small little uh, piece for the tubas, they're just paying like almost like a bass line, it's still powerful because it adds this layer of um, sound to the entire orchestra experience. And so that's really where it comes down to is each individual is playing a role for the overall experience for the audience to be moved by this piece. And so as a, as a conductor, you don't really, you don't really care, um, about who's playing as much as collectively you want them all to play together and because you as a conductor can hear all the different sounds as it all comes together so
as a leader, you need to be able to understand that you're going to have a multitude of different personalities and your role as a leader is to be able to make them sound and make beautiful music together. Sherm's out. Sherman, crazy agent, D1 Legacy, what's going on, man? Long time no hear from. Uh, just got finished listening to your podcast in regards to uh, leadership dealing with different personalities. Man, you're so right in that. Um, you're so right uh, just because, uh, you know, you have numerous people who have the creative spirit to uh, create. Um, you're right. You need that conductor, that person uh, that will actually put all the people into action to get things done. <laughs> Learning that myself this year, um, starting to outsource some uh, work uh, instead of overwhelming myself, you know. So really appreciate that, man. Um, had to get back around to listening to you. Uh, got a lot of things going on, but uh, good stuff, man. Um, also want to get over to your YouTube channel, too. I see you pumping them out, man. I would like to get in touch with you on some point on how to push out videos like that. Good stuff, man. Take care. Peace. Cue the nurse here. So I, I do appreciate that a lot. Um, I'm a nurse. I'm not a leader. But at my job, I feel like I am surrounded by super type A analytical type of personalities. Just looking at it from a different perspective, from the perspective of the employee, uh, the employee um, or the, like the, the followers. I don't want to say followers, but the teammates. As a teammate who's surrounded by people that seem as though they have a single type of personality, how best do you think I can not shine, but show my chops, show that I am wanted, I am needed, I am like a good part of the team? How do you think I can go about doing that? And then uh, please and thank you. Uh, enjoy the podcast. Cue the nurse. Sherm here, the crazy agent. Thank you so much for that message and that question about being a part of the team where you're not necessarily um, a as the leader. I think the way that you be able to sh you're able to showcase your abilities is if there's an opportunity to be able to come together. So number one is, are you as a team coming together on a regular basis? So I think about like in the healthcare industry where, um, well, especially in facilities, where it's just a high stakes, kind of a lot of urgency going on at the moment, um, kind of a scenario. It becomes extremely vital though, to be able to start those different shifts in a group setting where um, now, again, cue the nurse depends on which area of the hospital you're on. If it's, you know, OBGYN, if it's, you know, uh, anesthesiology, that one's a little bit different. It, it, it lends itself for an almost easier transition because you have specific people that are coming in for surgeries or they just have, you know, had the labor and delivery. And so you have these opportunities to just um, come together as a team. I think about other um, facets, you know, think about the ER. It might be extremely critical though at the beginning of a shift if we're all together as a team and we're going to go together for the next six or eight hours or 12 hours to just come together and just rally together and say, okay, who are we dealing with right now? Who's, who's in front of us? These patients, what do they need? And if, if a team's not having that, cue the nurse, I would see if you can run point on that. And just because you run with um, you know, alpha male, um, type A, 
female and male personalities doesn't mean that you have to, um, they don't have to be the ones running the show. And oftentimes, they kind of aren't. Um, I, I, I've seen from, you know, financial advising teams where you have uh, multiple financial planners in there, your type A personalities, they have staff, they have pair planners, and they have a multitude of about, you know, six or eight people in the room, but yet, the one who's really running the show is the one that actually called the meeting and has the agenda. So he who creates or she who creates the agenda really is the runner of that meeting and it's the facilitator. So you're keeping everybody on task. Just like um, I think about this meeting that you could be holding for all the patients, you don't want to get stuck in the weeds. You just want to know, okay, where's everybody at? Um, what do we need to be aware of um, on this shift? And what are some of the concerns? Um, and is there any anything outside of what we're dealing with that we all need to be aware? Does anyone need to leave early? Does anyone um, expecting a, an emergency phone call? Um, what does that look like for everybody? Because we're all dealing with stuff, right? And so you might come into a shift um, and it might be nothing's happening, but guess what? All of a sudden, one of the other nurses has a dad that just got admitted to another hospital down the road or in another city and, and, and they're anticipating a phone call. You want to be aware of that as a team so that way you can cover for that individual if they have to take that very important phone call. And so by being able to have this regular meeting, again, on a daily basis, it's not going to have you know anything monumental. It can, it can be just the status quo of updates. But guess what? We're on the same page. And yes, is there ultimately when it comes to healthcare an ultimate you know end result? Yes, there is. At the same time, depending on which uh, department of the hospital you're in, we could have some end results that we were trying to achieve. There's some specific things that we want to accomplish, and so um, by not allowing certain expectations to be default or just like oh everybody should understand that. No, if it's never been explained to people, don't assume that that's what it's going to be. Um, because when you assume, you make all sorts of gen um, stereotypes based on the wrong information. Just because someone is this personality, just because this someone's this role, doesn't mean they're be they're aware of everything. So it's important um, in those kinds of settings to have a really strong agenda, have someone that's strong enough to lead it. I think that could be a great opportunity for you. Cue the nurse. Um, also, um, in in uh, <clears throat> in in understanding your team if there's not an opportunity to have that kind of team meeting is there an opportunity for you to have a nice um, open dialogue conversation with people um, where you're able to express who you are your your um, your talents your skill set to the table so that way everybody is aware of who you are um, I think that's extremely powerful um, so in, in 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 this kind of train of thought where I'm coming from is, are you having one-on-one -on -one conversations with your teammates, um, or you know your coworkers? That's beyond casework. So, if there's an opportunity to sit down with the manager or some kind of hospital lead on a more than annual basis, um, and you know the person that's giving you maybe a performance review, are you able to have a nice conversation with them so they're helping you develop as a leader? I think that's extremely critical. Sherm's out.